This is actually our first time recording together in, like, a long time. Really? Yeah, because we didn't record last week, and then you recorded without me for Hick. No, then... but... No, because we did something else. Right? It's been three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love Cold her. open. Love a cold open. <laughs> I was obsessed with Hick, and I was so sad to miss that podcast. Oh, yeah. I was, I was really sad to miss it, too, but... I, I already forgot it was about... <laughs> I know <laughs> the, the highlight for me for Hick was just that we were going to have obviously the legend Rose Morgan. We're here today with Rose Morgan, everybody. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tony Award. Tony within Juliet <laughs> and Pod- Juliet. The podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. Today we're continuing our Juliet Lewis miniseries with A Million Little Pieces, released in 2018, uh, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, written by Sam and Aaron Taylor Johnson, based on the historic lie written by James Fry. If you're not familiar, it's about a guy who checks himself into rehab and some of what happens is true, and some of what happens is not. So, were yeah. we familiar with the controversy before we watched this movie? Because I, like, barely knew about it. Right. Oh, did you introduce our guest? Yeah. You I kind said, of did, at the but beginning, I, I said, joining us today, we have Rose Morgan. I just said it before you said hello. But she has to say hi. Yeah. Well, you can also... Wait, can you lead me in again? So I feel like the energy... <laughs> joining us today, we have Rose Morgan. Hello. Thank you so much. I just walked in and I'm so happy to be here. Okay. The only thing that I knew about A Million Little Pieces before I said yes to this podcast was I bought this book for 10 cents. Nice. I was reading it on a bus on a trip and someone came up to me and they said, everything in that is a lie. Didn't you watch Oprah? <laughs> and then I said no and... And then I was like, I lost all my nerve to read it. So I, mm. I really didn't know that much about it before this. My take on the fact that it's a lie, that's all I know. And you you have a, you brought a packet, Sam. I, okay, I did a lot of research today on exactly what was a lie, on what wasn't a lie. I printed out the Smoking Gun article from 2006. It was... 30 pages when I copied and pasted it into Microsoft Word and put it in 12-point times New Roman font. Uh, very extensive. Right. I just, I don't really care that it's a lie. Neither did the filmmakers. But Oprah no. did. Oprah did. Oprah cared Oprah. a lot. I Oprah did cared. see, that is the one. She just had pride, I guess, and she was like, oh no, yeah. I picked this out for my book club. <laughs> That'd be like if Reese Witherspoon found out Big Little Lies was not a lie. <laughs> Big Little Truth? I have a question. So, okay, bear with me. So, do we think that like the spirit of this movie is like it's 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 like embracing that it's semi biographical and embracing the semi fiction? Is this a work of fiction? Is this a biography still? I think it's treated as a work of fiction Mm -hmm. because Uh there are a few details that are changed in the sense that like when I heard that stuff had been embellished or exaggerated I was I I thought that it would kind of be an overreaction because with any like memoir you you put in like you have to condense things you condense things but James Fry was straight up like making things up like like the whole the his whole rock bottom which 
the all of his book is basically him saying like the 12 steps are bullshit aa <laughs> is bullshit which is like you know debatable there's an argument to be made for that um but he he does kind of still like embrace the idea of a rock bottom mm-hmm. by constructing this false story of what his rock bottom was which is he says that he drove his car into a cop um was about to get arrested but he started calling them all pigs and saying like you want me to get out of this car come and take me and they had to call for backup and like drag him out of the car and he started yelling at bystanders to start a riot to get his arrest stopped and that this resulted in him going to jail for three months. Mm-hmm. But actually what happened is that he was driving drunk and hit a curb and got a ticket. And he didn't go to jail at all. Well, it's almost interesting because the addicts that I know really regret the bad things that they've done. And so for him to embellish and mm-hmm. make his situation way more harmful yeah. and worse, um, you know... Like, without politic, and definitely not to politicize anything. I don't know. No, anyway, I mean, like, I don't want to get into the politics the of, thing like, is, like, story. It, it, it's giving dry drunk. It's given, like, person who's technically sober from drugs and alcohol, mm. but is still engaging in the toxic behaviors that it enables. Sure. Ooh. I, yeah, I just don't understand if he wanted to create, if, I mean, obviously his intentions with the, the morals and stuff were, like, positive, right? With, yeah. Like, drug, yeah. Yeah. Getting over addiction and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know why he couldn't have just written a book inspired by his well, life and just he, said it was inspired he, and not direct. He tried mm-hmm. to sell it as a fictional novel, but it got rejected by 17 oh, publishers. There you go. And then the publisher that ended up publishing it said, you should write a memoir about rehab. And he was like... So did his agent and editors like know that it was not They real? basically colluded. Yeah, okay. <laughs> collide, c- c- conspire. Well, that's their fault then. No, exactly. Because, I, yeah. yeah, I was like hearing the story and I'm like, there's no way that he did this alone and was like, let me make up a story. Mm-hmm. It's always like a failure and then someone like pushes Like Rowling tried yeah. to sell Harry Potter as a novel for 18 <laughs> times and then she had to be like, this is a memoir yeah, about exactly. Oh, yeah, transphobia. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to get into the movie itself, um, okay, so the only way that this movie approaches addressing the controversy mm-hmm. is that it begins with a legendary epigraph uh, it begins with a, oh a, my tv was too blurry for me to read that oh it's it's a mark twain <laughs> quote it says i've been through terrible things in my life some of which actually happened ah. which as it turns out mark twain uh never said you're shitting me because yeah. i thought i was like this is such a spicy quote i'm so proud of the mm-hmm. author for like owning up to it in this way and then it was like Mark Twain, and it was like fascinating. How did they yeah. find such a poignant quote for this situation? <laughs> well, apparently, it's that's like kind been, of funny. It's been like very commonly misattributed to him, like throughout history. Well-behaved women seldom make history. Exactly. Exactly. Sam Taylor Johnson. Bowers <laughs> <laughs> her comment on the grooming allegations. So th- what? this movie, <laughs> what this movie has nothing but controversy. Okay. Uh, Sam Taylor Johnson. And Aaron Taylor Johnson are a married couple. I thought they were brothers. Yeah. I thought they were brothers, too. That's why I thought there was a brother character. Uh-huh. So <laughs> they met when Sam was 42 and Aaron was 18. No. And she cast him in a biopic of John Lennon. And they were, like, apparently flirting all throughout filming and then started dating immediately after and then got married and had a kid within a year. 
Well, she did have a time clock, uh, like a exactly. She kind of yeah. Well, she also had a husband and two children who she allegedly oh, got separated from a month before filming. But she's Yoko Ono. Yeah. <laughs> How is she Yoko Ono? Oh, oh, because she was making the movie about John Lennon, and oh. then she like broke up her, her own marriage. Band. Her she, her she, and her kids and her husband. She is both Yoko and John yeah. in this moment. And Aaron and is she also peed on John. Nuns. <laughs> and she peed on nuns. Do you know the story about the Beatles peeing on nuns? It's all the Beatles? Maybe just John. But apparently when the Beatles were on tour, I think John would like stand on his hotel balcony and one day there was like a parade of nuns walking by and he just whipped out his dick and peed on them. Much like Aaron Taylor Johnson whips out his dick Every first, five minutes. Every five every minutes. Five minutes. In this and movie. for a good chunk of time for the first scene. Oh my and god. That's that swinging. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 now it makes a lot more sense that his wife directed the movie. Yeah. Than his well, brother. That was, anyway, creepy. So I, yeah, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I thought it was so fun. <laughs> Do you think it was real? His I thought it was. It was pretty. It was pretty massive. Big. And. As they say with, like... No, I think Sam was at the wardrobe fitting for the John yeah. Lennon biopic and, like, saw it through his jeans and was like, I'm I'm grooming this. He's Well, he also wrote the script as well. I'm grooming this. He, <laughs> he co-wrote the script and, like, I didn't really know about Sam Taylor Johnson at the moment when I was, like, watching it, but, um, like, I was like, he wrote this so that he, A, could act, just, like, act as much as possible in yeah. every scene and, There's B, so much just be as naked as possible. Which I kind of you know I feel like go off like no, if you want to be if you want to write a movie where you're naked and you're acting your face off in every scene I support mm-hmm. that yeah. especially as a as a straight white man go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you can get it done exactly <laughs> no so, one else can yeah so it opens with him smoking crack and like in front of a bunch of people who are very clearly not smoking crack it is not a crack party mm-hmm. these is... people are side eyeing him so much and then he's just like swinging his dick it's around. very much just a regular house party that mm-hmm. he and then he falls to. off a balcony yeah uh and then it cuts to him on a plane he clearly landed on his face yes his... so there are parts of this that are so heavy that i think my brain censored it like i don't remember the balcony at all really i think my brain was just like well you were so away. distracted by the by the dick swing yeah. a little definitely at least a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. no i wrote it down immediately um, and then he's on a plane and then he steals liquor from the cart. Um, and it's very sad. You're immediately yeah. feeling like, oh, he is an addict. Cause he like Cause he, chugs a, a little a airplane of, like, thing of whiskey and, and then like and immediately vomits. vomits on the plane. Oh my God. Flight attendant vibes. <laughs> Haley Cuoco is Haley Cuoco. Um, then he goes to rehab. Yeah. Who plays his brother? He's, like, famous, right? Charlie Hunnam? What's he been in? I don't know, but they really looked like siblings. He kind of looked like um, a few actors that I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know what else. What else has Aaron Taylor Johnson done? Oh, he's on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, um, well, I haven't seen him in that. <laughs> he has, like, very much, like, good actor vibes. Like, mm-hmm. you're, he's someone that, like, I bet his teachers were, like, they would take him aside and they would be like, hey, you're marketable, <laughs> you know? Which one? Charles Hunnett. Oh, yeah. 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 He's yeah. great. No, there's a good cast in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Juliet, um, again, appearing in something that I'm... Why, why did she yeah. sign on to it? But, you know, I guess I think... I personally think that really? she has a history with this subject matter. No, she does. 
She's been open about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So oh. she like. Go on. No, no, no. I, I'm done. Oh, no. Um, I was just going to say, like, I was noticing that too after watching Hick, which mm-hmm. if the listeners don't know, I also prepared to be on the Hick episode <laughs> and then wasn't able to make it. But I was like, wow, Juliette Lewis really likes heavy material, ex-addicts and addicts, yeah. like you were saying. Um, um it's so interesting because I'm like, I wonder if she's ever like, huh, I'm feeling like a comedy. Or it's just like, just all of it is like the she heaviest does. movies. She yeah. sometimes does. She's a little goofy. I just remembered what Hick was about. Oh, it was, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very heavy. It was she was barely in that. She, she was so yeah. little in it. Yeah. She, yeah. I read an interview with her where somebody asked her why she doesn't do comedies. And she said, well, I do, but then they flop and nobody watches them. <laughs> and then she specifically mentioned Mixed Nuts. Oh, but that's yeah. so old. I know. She could totally do a comedy in today's, like, climate. Maybe. I mean, is society even ready for comedy Nothing's anymore? really funny or serious anymore. Yeah, it's all, it's all both. It's yeah. all both. Yeah. She also, um, I think, resented Yellow Jackets because her character, she said that she was, like, sold a different character than she really? ended up portraying. Because her character begins the series by leaving rehab. Right. And then she relapses by, like, episode five. Right. And I think that she didn't, uh, like, playing that. Mm. So I think that maybe... I, I think that she might find it, like, somewhat healing to play. Like, for example, in this, right. she plays the drug addiction counselor, mm-hmm. who the entire time, Aaron Taylor Johnson is like, fuck you, you don't know yeah. anything, Blah. And then midway through the movie, she's like, I actually am an addict. And so is everybody who works here. And he's like, really? She goes, everybody. From the janitors to the guards, everybody here is an addict. Well, Which is, it must be an astonishing job interview process. Are you yeah. an addict? All right, you want to mop the floor? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, okay, immediately right off the bat, Something else that I found interesting in this movie was, like, how he immediately loved the man that drove the van, and they were immediately kindred spirits, but then the other man that wanted to mentor him, he was like, get the fuck away from oh, me. Yeah. I'm not looking for a friend. And oh, I was yeah, because like, that guy sucked. Yeah, what was wrong with him? But the guy who drove the van is the one who literally took him to get his teeth pulled with no anesthesia. Yeah. yeah. You would think he would resent that person. A little more That's than true. the guy who's, like, trying to eat lunch with him. I was like, you Are we talking eat? about the old guy? Yeah. Oh. Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. I think. Who the entire That's Billy Bob. I, I okay. didn't recognize him. It was Billy Bob. Who okay, ran. but when he arrived, I said, "Who's this guy trying to be Burt Reynolds?" Wait, Billy Bob it is who? Billy Bob dated Angelina Jolie. Yes, I think they were married. Okay, wow. interesting. I didn't know anything about him. All Billy I know Bob. about him is Billy that Bob. he's. It's a great connected. name, Billy Bobby Brown. Wow. Wow. A husband of Billy Bobby. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I will say. With this movie, there were, like, I think that the directing was definitely the best It was fun. Part of it. There were a lot of, like, fun, really fun shots. I like shots. the sequences. The, like, artistic moments. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, like, when, when he's walking through the halls of the rehab and all of a sudden he envisions it being, like, filled with mud. I thought it was poop. <laughs> it might have been poop. Uh, it, was, and, it was ambiguous to me as well. Okay. You know that on set they were, like, dive into the poop. Yeah. Husband. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who I groomed. Yeah. And he starts, like, slipping and, like, or trying like, to grab yeah, onto the walls. Yeah. And then his, like, uh, his, his, like, detox thing, mm-hmm. it's all filmed from, like, looking through a window mm-hmm. from in the hallway. 
um, and he's just like yeah, yeah. vomiting and like shaking. And there's like the titular pieces uh-huh. are like the million floating around in like a slow mo yeah. like moment. And even the dentist sequence when he gets it without oh. anesthesia, it looks Ooh. like a horror movie. That was horrible. I had, I, okay, that was... I couldn't look at that. Not my brain censoring it. I literally yeah. fast-forwarded certain scenes because I was like, I cannot, this is way too much for me. Uh-huh. The most telling thing about that was that he was, like, holding a copy of Babar, the elephant. <laughs> yeah. The time, and that was not addressed. That, yeah, that was strange to me. But it really felt to me like the director just wanted to make a horror movie that was set in a rehab facility. Yeah. And I think that she should have just done that. Instead of attempting yeah, this fragile book. And it was, like, weird because you got that sense of, like, it's an adaptation, but, like, so many of the characters were so thinly written. So like, thinly written. Like, they were just, like, the main guy is, like, like, you know who he is, basically. But then you have all these magical people giving him advice, and you don't have any perspective on them. And even when you get perspective on them, like, the old guy started talking about his past, mm-hmm. I completely zoned out. That yeah. whole monologue. I was yeah. like, Apparently, this, this he's a mafia guy. Feel, yeah. Oh yeah. Which I didn't. Yeah. Which yeah. I. Which I didn't. Well, I, my favorite line was when he said, um, "Like he was like, before I came to rehab, I tracked down every one of those motherfuckers, and then I came here." And I was like, "What is that? Is like <laughs> he didn't really say it with a tone at all. Like that's yeah. cool. Did you yeah. say hi? Like." Oh my god! And there's another guy who like hates his guts at the beginning, and he's like such a well-to-do person, oh. and then he has a breakdown and. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the bipolar s- guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Who I just saw in The Suicide Squad. The? Not Suicide Squad, which came out in 2016 and was bad, but The Suicide Squad, yeah. which came out in 2021 and was, was fine. Just less Jared Leto. It was no Jared Leto. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Very good. Improved but uh, he, play, he plays kind of a character similar to In This, where he's just like a beta male. Yeah, it was just a weird, because they didn't, it seemed like they were setting him up to be, like, the main antagonist, mm-hmm. but then he just literally had one. And then he just kind of dips. One mental breakdown, and then he's gone. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he first arrives, so when they get there, uh, they say, you're not allowed, the the men and the women are not allowed to talk to each and other. And that feels dumb. Which is very strange, but also, it ta- I think it takes place in the 90s, so I'm like, all right. Um, women didn't speak. Well, women weren't allowed mm-hmm. to speak in the 90s. Right, right, until 2002. Yeah. Supreme yeah. Court decision. Women uh-huh, when sp- Will and Grace came out. Right, right, right. right. Um, but yep. he's like, so James Fry is like chilling on a couch, and some like 20-year-old girl with BPD comes up to him mm-hmm. and is like, do you want to do some blow? I don't have any, I was just wondering. And then they like... Right talk great pickup yeah mm-hmm. and then guy from suicide squad uh the beta male comes over and is like oh you're not allowed to talk to her just so you know you're not allowed to talk to any woman here you can say I hello can, my favorite was when he was like i can get you kicked out for that and mm-hmm. then the guy's like aren't you a patient and then he's like yeah and then he just moves on it was the beginning of the god delusion oh yeah <laughs> they said that you could say hello to women though so i want yeah, why didn't they true. do like an acting exercise where it's like Say hello with different intentions. Yeah, that's what a good movie would have done. I have to tell you, this 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 female character. Oh, so fake. The worst. So fake. Part of the movie. The thing is, is she like, in the book? Yes. Probably not. Okay. No, she is. And the thing but is, but she was like, a lie. So, 
the smoking gun article. There's no way she was there's real. There's no way she was there's, real. There's no way she was Talk real. about manic pixie. There's no way. The worst part um, of it to me was that, okay, when they set up, they're like going to have their meetings and the... In the shed. When you carry five plates, you carry five tray. plates. So he's yeah, carrying the like number twenty of plates. plates. Is the time that we meet? No. So he's carrying twenty plates. Um, but before that, when they're in the shed, I'm like, okay, so they're gonna have sex, and then the next scene. Why don't you just meet at five every day? Right. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. There's so many options. <laughs> So I guess they were ways. trying to be, like, childlike, maybe, like, be, like, sweet, but the thing that bothered me was, like, neither of them had ever done anything sober, so it was, like, this seems natural that you would talk about it, and mm-hmm. then, like, I don't know, there was something that kind of yucky about I don't know. Well, the whole Whatever. relationship is just so ill-advised. Right. right. Like, the number one, I mean... I mean, there's like, a reason they discourage a, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, and they are so, like... You know they are being so toxic about it. They are like moving so quickly mm-hmm. and like Remember being so when they so were doing intense. the fake drugs in that scene? That was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. didn't hate that. I didn't hate it. I thought it was cool, but like they were like miming, you know, yeah. injections and mm-hmm. like sniff. At first, I was like, "Whoa, they're actually doing." Drugs. I thought they were actually doing drugs. Like that, they kind of glossed that over, but yeah. no, they weren't. Um, but she was yeah, she was so dumb. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for the actress because they give her no material that was any good to work mm-hmm. with. And then, like, she's like, sorry, I was the whore in the van or whatever. Oh, my God. Okay. So, when they first start, <laughs> when they first, like, hang out in the in the shed, she's like, how did you lose your virginity? And he's like, I lost my virginity to a whore. It was so dirty and disgusting. She was such a disgusting pig. How did you lose your virginity? And she's like, well, I was a whore. <laughs> and he's... And he's like, oh, oak. And then they just, like, look at each other meaningfully and then start making out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Also, like, he like, was like, I lost my virginity so late. I was 16. Oh, my God. I was yeah. like, Oof. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, um, the rest of us don't want you to ever know. I was like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> How old are you guys when you lost your virginity? No. I was... I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. I haven't either. My mom listens to this podcast. Oh my god. I've never Hi, even mom. seen a penis. Even in pictures. You haven't? You still have this movie though, so you've seen... I've seen Aaron Taylor Johnson's <laughs> penis and that's it. That's the only penis I've ever seen. No, but you've also seen the other guy's penis in this movie. Oh, yeah, there's another name? guy's penis. He oh, is, um, he's, something Rubisi? He is... I didn't know who he was the whole time, and then I realized he's Phoebe's brother from France. Who she has the babies for. Those were tough scenes to watch, too. Because it felt like he... Okay, it felt like he was supposed to be comic relief, but I'm like, this is pretty But it was happy. also creepy and predatory. Yeah. But it was also funny, but it was yeah. also sad. Yeah. But it was really, also not a big deal. Really quick, Joey it just so wrote... Many things. Joey just wrote Aaron Taylor's Johnson on the computer, <gasps> and I thought it was very funny. Oh, that movie. is a thing. Yeah. I've heard about that. Um, it, was, it was in the movie. But yeah, so I think it's Giovanni. Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi's yeah. Johnson. Yeah, so he so he approaches James Fry in the shower and is like, "Let me suck your dick," and he's like, "No." First of all, that like, shower is no. way too big to not allow that. Oh my god! Exactly. Oh. And also, <laughs> I'm just saying it's literally a whole room. And also, like, why would you put that in a rehab center? And also, if the gay guys were allowed to talk to their girls, then that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, interesting point. It's just so archaic. Uh, yeah, this movie. This movie also hates gay people, like for real. Because yeah, is he even gay or is he just? He, 
He did, I don't think he just says I was in He's prison. gay for the stay. It seemed a little bit like he had a punishment kink because he kept saying mm-hmm. like, uh, is that bad? He's like, is you can me. Is you that can bad? Hit me? Uh-huh. Did you not like that I did that? You can have yeah. sex with my daughter. <laughs> oh, that was awful. <laughs> okay, that guy also looked like 30 and he's like, I have a 22 year old daughter. You can fuck her if you want. And I'm like, okay, is this your daughter like how fake Burt Reynolds says, I want you to be my son at the end of this movie? Ooh, oh. His druggy daughter. I thought it was like how Tom Nolfi said he was going to be my dad in college. Yeah, sometimes you just have a friend who becomes a parent. Yeah, yeah. Is that like an AA thing? Too, Maybe. I think it's just a toxic. I thought it was city. sponsored. Like a toxic thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be a sponsor in a healthy world. Euphoria. Really Euphoria. Zendaya has an elder mentor, but he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't say. He doesn't say call me daddy. daddy. No, he yeah, no. But later on in this movie, James Fry says that a French priest um, put his hand on his leg, mm. and then he beat the shit out of him. And in the book, it's implied that he killed him. The priest? Yeah, that he, like, beat him to death. I, w- I was watching that scene, like, I was like, why isn't this movie over yet? Yeah. Yeah. And then Burt Reynolds is like, I want you to be my son. <laughs> and he was at Aaron Taylor Drive, so I was like, oh my god. It's like, he has a, he, he has a dad. He has a dad. He has a dad who's paying for his rehab. They don't visit him, though. They visit him once. He's definitely not the Or, like, the brother does. Mm, the brother visits him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this movie. It was it was interesting. I liked parts of it. I liked the artsy scenes, esoteric yeah. montages, like yeah. you know. Um, but the plot was so thin, weirdly. Yeah. And it was so like I was kinda reading it and then I was reading reviews of it and of the book afterwards and I was reading the smoking gun article that <clears throat> exposed the book's lies. And I would be about that. And I was like, did anybody actually think that this book was real? Like, there's that scene where he sees the doctor, and the doctor is like, You have the most fucked up organs out of anybody I've ever seen. (gasps) Yeah, is that a thing? And I was like, That was the 30 Rock plot with with Tracy Morgan. They were like, The Chris Park, the doctor's spaceman. Spachemin. He was like, if you will die young because your organs are so messed up, and then he was like, just kidding, you're the most healthy person to ever live. That was like this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was definitely at an extreme. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like, uh, there was so much... You had a whole oh, other folder of notes? there's like, yeah, no, wait. <laughs> oh, the, the, the article mentioned this one, like, part of the book that was so, like, obviously... Fake. It's like. Is it the train thing? No, it's not the train thing. No, because the train thing was like partially true. Um, but it was like. It was the sort of thing where like. Okay, yeah. So he's in a so he's in a bar with his friends, um, and it's like some cops walk in with a guy I've never seen before. Also, in the book, he will capitalize random nouns mm-hmm. like that. cop always has the C capitalized. Yes. With a guy capitalized. I've we never need seen to just before. incorporate that into and I, the, I think that's very impressive. And this literally reads like a fake Tumblr post. He goes, These were small town cops. Fat, stupid assholes with mustaches and beer guts and badges. I knew them and they knew me. I had openly taunted them and had dared them to try and catch me on something, which they never had. Now they had this new guy and they marched up to me, I'm like skipping around 
And so they had to come, said that I had to come down to the station with them to answer some questions. They said there was another team of people searching my house with dogs. I laughed and told them to get the fuck out of my face. And the new guy pulled out his badge and said, son, I am with the FBI and your number is up. And he grabs me and hauls my ass out of there. I sang the national anthem at the top of my lungs and asked the cops when we were stopping for pie. The FBI agent kept asking me about my trips to Brazil, which had nothing to do with drugs, and I just alternated answers. I walked out, and on my way, I told every cop I saw to go fuck himself. And on my way out, one cop threw a cup of coffee at me. Well, isn't telling a cop to go fuck yourself in itself an offense? So if he had done that, he definitely would have gotten more than three months' time. To say the least. Yeah, I mean... It all feels fake. The thing is, and in the police reports, which, like, we don't believe things that cops say on this podcast, this isn't a cap podcast, but for somebody who claims to have been arrested dozens and dozens Mm. of times, it does seem a little bit strange that there would be no arrest record at all. Yeah. And for everywhere that they searched, they only found, like, two arrest records total, and one of them mentioned that he had been very polite and cooperative the entire time. Yeah, so that's, when I first started watching this movie, what I wrote down was, I've never met someone like this. Like, I've never met someone (laughs) that does not give a fuck about a single thing. Uh Uh-huh. It's very, like, and the movie and the book itself seems, like, very in love with, like, this idea of him as a badass and, like, he's so tough and, like, I mean, he's I not noticed, just a drug addict, he's yeah. like the top drug In the movie, addict. though, they barely note it. They barely even, they. I don't think they really scratch the surface of what he's done, quote-unquote. Like, they yeah, talk about they it, but they kind of just imply more, because it's all lies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. He's kind of just like a, he's kind of like a audience surrogate, honestly. Which is yeah. weird, because mm-hmm. it's about his... It is, he is very much an audience but surrogate. But then make the other characters more interesting. And then the other characters don't have very detailed like, it's like it, it reminds me of, it's kind of a funny story, which is similar, yeah. um, plot-wise. But which I like. It, I love that yeah. story, that book and movie. But it's different, it's not about drug rehab, it's about like a psych ward. Mm-hmm. But you know the character, and he is a teenager... There's a romance, but it's a lot more wholesome. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, I don't know, I feel like that this was trying to be like a, an, an, an uh, adult It bad, was just bad so full of, that, of like machismo and mm-hmm. bravado. I don't want to see that. And it was, yeah. It's like, keep it to yourself. It was, <laughs> and it happened after four years ago, like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like with some tweaks, and like maybe it was of the moment of 2018, um, but I just felt like with some tweaks, kind of like what you're saying, but I thought more, it felt like a compilation of like probably every bad story that mm-hmm. James mm-hmm. Fry had ever heard. Yeah. Like yeah the yeah, worst yeah. of the worst. He took, everyone has a rock bottom. It felt like a combination of all of those all rock, rock bottoms, bottoms. just mm-hmm. one person. Yeah. And I think if they had like thinned it out a little bit, mm-hmm. made it less of like the worst case, like you were saying, the top addict to ever live. Like top I think it would have been. America's next top addict. America's oh, next yeah. top addict. I think it would have been, um. I, and it was a good movie in some way, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, there I was no, there were good. Yeah, yeah. And the performance was good. I mean, like, like I said, he was chewing the scenery. He mm-hmm. was swinging his dick. Um, I have a theory though. Yeah, about, he's a great actor. Every all the actors were great. I just had a theory about James Fry. Um, I feel like what if Oprah, what if Oprah, using her magic, found out that he like lied about like one thing, but then she magically expunged. <laughs> She expunged all his police records wow. with her power and made to make herself worse. look better. Well, not better, but like 
make it more of a story so that yeah. she could have like a public statement mm-hmm. that seems... and then run for president and then run for president and then yeah. defeat the royal family I won't say a thing about Oprah I love Oprah <laughs> I would no, never no, no. say anything about Oprah oh I, I love would never Oprah. say anything I love Oprah, Oprah but I do know that sometimes people in power do things like that Oprah yeah. Oprah should join the cast of Succession mm-hmm. she she's should. an actress she's an she actress act more. she I love Oprah there was just a solid like few years where Oprah was just giving us nothing but fraud. Like, mm. she put Dr. Oz on sure, the map. Sure. She oh. put Dr. Phil on the map. Yeah. She put James Fry on the map. She's kind of a like, bad judge of character, to be it's, honest. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> like, it's kind of great. And she... What do they have in common, though? They're all white guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And the Oprah Book Club, apparently before A Million Little Pieces, had been all, like, Ernest Hemingway novels. <gasps> she put American and, like, Dirt on the map. That book last year oh that was my controversial. Oh god, and everybody, yeah. She was like, this is a great book, and then people read it, and they were like, no, it's not. <laughs> Interesting. Because yeah. someone lied. Mm-hmm. I... Oh, come on, girl. <laughs> you gotta have people... She needs to hire a better, like, vet... vetting staff. Yeah. She's probably like, I know people. She's so great. I don't know where I was going with that. I know people. <laughs> no, I love Oprah. I mean, I, I, mean, we I, I wouldn't say a bad word about her. For an interview with Adele, come on. Mm-hmm. She would. Meghan Markle. <laughs> Olsen Twins? I've been watching a lot seen of that old. one. Oh. It's, yeah. Lindsay Lohan. I, I loved Oprah as a kid. As a kid, coming home. I, my oh, mom would watch. Oh, when the Harry Potter cast on. My mom would watch Oprah, and there were, there were times that I was allowed to watch it with her and times that I wasn't. And there was one week that, I guess, it was like a lot of heavy Oprah episodes, mm. and I got so mad at my mom for not letting me watch it. Because she had like one episode where she was talking about like a dog rescue, and my mom had me watch it with her. Lisa Vanderpump? Probably. <laughs> I would love, God, can we get Oprah on Watch What Happens Live? I want to get her in a room with Andy Cohen and just have her be like, you think you're better than what me? if Oprah was on a Housewife show? Oh, that would not happen. Like her own. Well, she did a cameo on the Kardashian show, so I feel like if a franchise gets big enough, maybe she'll think about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe this like New York reboot. If, like, I, <laughs> they just have Oprah. Oprah is one of like the senior members. She's like, I've been living in New York for 40 years. What are you talking about? I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> When they finally start Real Housewives of Chicago. Oh, right. Is she from there? She'll do it. Well, I know that Oprah was filmed there. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. I, I would say she's from New York. I don't care. Yeah, yeah she's from... I'm she's from New York. She's a citizen of the not world. Not really. I've lived here for nine years. Where are you from? I'm from New York. <laughs> Colorado. Yeah. But not really. I wasn't born there. But no one has to know that. Um, I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah. About being born there. It will be in the bestsellers. So. Um... Yeah, I... Oprah. I didn't think we were going to go there with Oprah today. God. I don't want her to come for me. They... I love her a lot. If we can get into another thing with the James Fry lie, which, like, I'm just obsessed with, because he also did so many interviews right after it came out. Because it was, like, three years after it came out that it was revealed that it was a lie. And it was pre-social media, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. it was, what, 2003? It, it came out in 2003. Yeah. He went on Oprah in 2005. And then it was revealed as a lie in 2006. So, in 2003, he was doing all these interviews where they were like, so how true is the book? And he was like, it's 100% true. It was fact-checked <laughs> by my publisher. <laughs> Which is gorgeous. Because any, I feel like any memoirist 
would say like no it's not factually true but it's emotionally true Mm. and like yes I probably constructed scenes and dialogue to represent my own memories but anyway another part of the big lie of James Fry which is nowhere to be found in this movie and rightfully so is that in the book he often refers to one of the like core traumatic memories of his life is he says when he was in middle school he had one friend he moved to a new town and only had one friend who was a popular girl who didn't care that everybody else hated him like he was a problem child but she was his only friend and one day she got asked out on a date by a high schooler and she went to James Fry and she said you have to tell my parents that you and I are going to the movies they'll take us to the movies and then my high school boyfriend will pick me up at the movies and we'll go on our date. So they did, mm-hmm. and, you know, her parents liked him. And then when she got in the car with this boy, they ended up getting hit by a train. <gasps> and she died. But what actually happened oh. is that the girl went to school with James Fry, but didn't really know him at all. And when she was a junior in high school... She was at a party with a bunch of people, got in a car with two other people, and they got hit by a train, and she and another girl died, and the driver lived. Hmm. And... Wow, it seems like people thought they could get away with so much before the internet. Like They really did. It's so insane, and it's like... and, And it's like... To make it out like this other girl just like wasn't there at all. Like it's kind of And then he was best friends with her too. And then he was best friends with her and the parents didn't even find out until like I know someone who like literally is obsessed with someone who died and like it's it's a weird thing. It's weird when people like they like it's actually a thing. It's very it's a a thing that people do when they like latch on. James Fry is the real life Evan Hansen. Yeah, like someone like they want that person's Uh trauma, they like want it. Yeah, they want to feel it. Yeah, where other people feel it. It's weird. That was one of like the like that was like the B plot of Lovely Bones, right? Was that like she had this like oh. woman that was obsessed with her and like, I didn't all the articles. Oh, I didn't no. see or. I was that. afraid of that because of the guy with the glasses. Yeah, he did yeah. it. I read the book, but Stanley only. Tushy. 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 I read. Stanley Tushy. <laughs> My bad. Stanley <laughs> Tushy. Do we have to talk about the part where she runs away? Um. What? In the oh, movie. in the movie. Oh, yeah. So the BP. Okay, so the BP girl runs away, um, and he gets her back. The thing. Oh God, the thing that pissed me off so much about this movie is he and his girlfriend get caught, mm. and he goes in for a meeting with the guy, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna give you one more chance." Right. And this is like his like third or fourth offense by now, and he's like, "Okay, but what about my girlfriend?" And the guy's like, well, she left. And you should just take it as a lesson. And Aaron Taylor Johnson gets so mad. And he goes, she's not a lesson. She's a person. And then goes and saves her in this whole, like... This crack house. From a crack house where she's, like, literally in the midst of giving a guy a blowjob in exchange for some crack. And then he, like, takes her back to the rehab. And but then he, he crushes the crack. He crushes the crack pipe. And then he takes her back. And then she just like immediately kills herself, and then he Don't takes kill it. Don't yourself. You're so sexy, haha. And then he takes Which, it as a lesson. They had a bathtub in her side of the ward, like the right. ward where it gets yeah. back. She had access to a tie. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
don't let people hang themselves in They don't rehabs. just... Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's it's so stupid because she is so, like... It was like, redundant that she did that. No and, offense. And she's... <laughs> really? And she's so, like, poorly written and such, such, like, a cliche. Right. To have could have the just car- found her dead in the crack house and they could have skipped that whole thing. That's so true. Wow. You should be a writer. I didn't go to creative writing school. I am. Did you go to creative writing school? I feel like you both Sam have, did. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam, Sam has, like, that analysis where I'm like, <laughs> I thought she was a, an interesting gal. I <laughs> like, did, I did uh, through um, osmosis, I feel like. Yeah. But... Well, I was just a creative writing minor, which yeah. my college now offers a BFA in creative writing. Yeah. Which wasn't there when and I you, was there. But you work for it. But I now work. What's for cool. Marymount Manhattan College. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Marymount. Uh-huh. Founded by Catholics, as is the rehab in this movie. Wow. <laughs> what do we think about AA in the religious aspect? Hot button. It's not on my business. It's not on my business either. Yeah. So Whatever I, helps you helps you, but I do think it is a little. It's explosive. a little culty. But, a little, I mean, but a lot of good things are. A yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I'm sure that there in some places it's a little less emphasis on. I'm sure it depends on your local chapter. Yeah, yeah they sure. have like different religions too, and I'm sure they have mm-hmm. agnostic ones. Like I've done um, some reading on like addiction stuff, and what I've heard about the criticism was more that like the folks who were first in the first chapter and. And this isn't my personal, this is from reading, um, yeah. but like a woman. So <laughs> she says <clears throat> that it was like founded and tried only with like a select group of like upper class men, um, 19, like early 1900s. Yeah. And like, that's why it's like kind yeah. of tricky as like a lens mm-hmm. for people who don't identify that way. Yeah. yeah. Don't they talk about that on some show recently? Mm, never mind. I don't know. I should have yeah. thought about that more if I was going to say it. I will say, I one time was talking to a guy on OkCupid who said that he was a recovered alcoholic and heroin addict, mm-hmm. and that he wasn't going to meetings of any kind because AA is a cult, and then he and then he didn't talk to me for a few days, and then he texted me and was like, hey, sorry, I was in jail. I was in the car with my friend who had heroin, and some of it spilled on my jeans, and we got pulled over and I got arrested. But I for sure have not been doing heroin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it kind of sounds like you've been doing heroin. Was that in New York? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I was like, what are you doing in a car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my main takeaway yeah. as well from the heroin on the DS too. Yeah. I, you know, it's such a tricky world. Yeah. Some people are just yeah. trying to find but yeah exactly and it is you know it's relatable i mean everyone has struggles with certain things and you know i think the movie was trying to appeal to as broad a base as possible mm-hmm. that was comfortable seeing dicks and a lot of vomit vomit yeah, yeah. oh god well, so much rough. vomit that was rough. but uh yeah at the end of the day i applaud what they were trying to do but i'm also like did you do it yeah <laughs> Also, like, I feel like, why do I feel like the rehab story is so, like, cliche at this point? Because, like, isn't there another way to do it? I feel that's less... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It felt very... I feel like I haven't seen a lot of rehab movies, but it did feel... But it still feels, like, browbeating. It felt, like, over-familiar. Yeah. Like, like I've seen it before, like, I knew it was gonna help (coughs) me. 
Like, oh, he doesn't want to get clean at first. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> oh, he he learns to like his sobriety over time. Wow. Do you think it's because we're living in, like, the age of euphoria? Like, has um, there been so much since 2018? Was there, like, I don't remember watching anything yeah. before 2018 when this came out that, like, was of this Well, you know what? Star is Born came out that year, too. And, and it was yeah. also... Oh, yeah. It was also... 2017 and 2018 were also very loaded years for, like, mm-hmm. addiction movies. Sure. Because every review that I saw oh, and that compared it to Beautiful Timothy Chalamet yeah, and the Lucas Boy, Hedges one came out. Honey and Boy. 28 Days. Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Quite a year for that. All right. Yeah. And Euphoria, like, in terms of female characters... Well, I don't know. I have to ask Sam. Oh, what I haven't seen Euphoria. Oh, oh, you've got to watch Euphoria. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a complicated, <laughs> it's a nuance. Well, it's also <laughs> run by Sam Levinson, who's like a legendary sure. creep. It, well, he's also a queen now. I mean, uh, he was an addict too. <laughs> so. I yeah, but he's also like having Sydney Sweeney get her tits out like every two seconds. Yeah. To be fair, that show has even more dicks than this movie. Oh, yeah. so many dicks. Yeah. I mean, it's HBO. It's HBO not is living. <laughs> it's HBO. Yeah. Oh, but that was my theory about dicks on TV and movies now. I feel like if the person, I think it's kind of an HBO rule of thumb at least, that if the character is like a named and like an actual actor, that the, the penis is fake. Mm. But if it's like an extra, it's definitely real. I think it's so... Because all the actors ones are like so big. I think yeah. it's all the extras so fucking like so bullshit. Just use your real dick. Like women well, have been using their real tits in movies true. forever. But I think there is a difference. Um, there is a difference because I think vaginas yeah, are it's genitals. Like it's mm-hmm. genitals. Yeah. I don't think boobs are genitals. I, yeah. I correct me if I'm wrong. No, but no, I don't think no, they are. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's like it, like in this in this particular movie, sure. his dick wasn't out in like a sexual way. Yeah, you're right. So it's one thing if it's like if it's a sex scene or like a sexual scene. Um, but I do have to. Yeah. Leave. Okay. Um, no, I'm so booked and blessed. Ooh, what are you doing? I'm hosting trivia. Oh. Okay. Um. So, did do you have time for awards? Um. Yeah. Okay. Here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to everything we watch, and I didn't write down any awards <laughs> for this movie. Uh. First of which is best prop. So, Rose, what was your best prop? Okay, I wrote the Dao De Jing because I thought mm. that it was beautiful to see him get so much wisdom, even though he shat on the AA book. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? Mine, well, besides penis, I feel like I've talked about that too much. Um, I, oh, that's all I wrote. Oh, oh, I, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh... No, I guess that's it. I, I thought I had another one, but I guess it's Aaron Taylor's Johnson. <laughs> nice. Aaron <laughs> Taylor's Johnson. Uh, mine was his roommate's clarinet, which oh. he plays so poorly. Oh, I thought it was an oboe, but then he specifies it's a clarinet. It was Squidward vibes. Yeah. Squidward vibes, for sure. Um, what was your best Julia Lewis moment? Okay, so my best Julia Lewis moment was the part where... Um, James says, is that yours? Referring to the bass mm-hmm. on the wall. And then she goes, no, it's my boyfriend's with a smirk. So I thought she was joking. And then she goes, I ride. 
And she says, I've had him for a few years, but the photo of the horse was out of camera. So I right. <laughs> was like, what do you ride? Is that like a fishing I know. I... And I had to rewatch it a couple of times. <laughs> but then when they zoom out, you see it as a horse. Mm-hmm. So it made sense in the end. Uh, my best Julia Lewis moment was after the girlfriend is like rescued from the crack den, she has to go to the hospital. And Aaron Taylor Johnson is like, can you just tell me what time she's going to get out of the medicine ward of the rehab? And she's like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, come on. And then she just like gives him a look. And then the next scene is him meeting her when she gets out of the medicine ward. And I was like, Julia Lewis is breaking the rules Mm -hmm. Uh, for the purpose of love, for the purpose of the most ill-advised relationship possibly ever (laughs) captured on film. And this is the bitch who was groomed by Robert De Niro on camera during Cape Fear. So... That's a very uh, big statement to make. <laughs> what was your best Juliette Lewis moment? Um, mine was just her denim art teacher outfit she was wearing oh. when we first saw her. And complete with uh, those boots that are just like kind of the wrong length. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know those boots? They kind of um, go up to your like mid It's like, are they a shin, thigh? But are they a thigh? Or are they like, a, you know, like... No. Combat. And there also is that little couple inches of skin between the end of the denim skirt that's a little too long... And the boot that's a little too long. You know what I mean? <laughs> Art teacher. Nice. Uh, the next award is a custom award. And I can go to anything. And I've decided that my custom award for this is the Elizabeth Holmes Award for scamming wealthy people. And it goes to James Fry for convincing Oprah Winfrey that this was an authentic portrayal of addiction. True. Nowadays he would be, oh my god, so popular for being he- a scammer. Nowadays, this yeah. is the year of this game. But nowadays, sure. if that if that exact novel came out nowadays, I feel like everybody would think it was cringe. Sure, that's true. I, and also, so he the was movie, a cringe forerunner. Yeah, he was. And also, the movie would have been about like him, like scamming people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand see that. the why. Like, who saw, who read this book and then heard about the scam and yeah. was and was like, no, I'm gonna, right. I'm that's gonna really adapt the rehab, the book itself, right. like. It's simply not as interesting. The Taylor Johnsons. Yeah. My custom award was worst customer to bar ever award. Goes to him at the end. (laughs) Yes. Him at the end when he asks the bartender uh, to pour a whole pint of whiskey for him, which he's not even going to drink. And then he does not drink it. Because he smells it and touches it and then leaves. And I'm like, first of all, you wasted so much whiskey. I mean, yeah, he paid for it, but still. Yeah. Um, As a bartender myself... That's just rude. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to work on yourself, but like, do it at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buy the whiskey bottle and throw it out. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, don't waste my whatever. Yeah. No, I totally. Well, I resonated with that because it was also like one of those things <laughs> where it's like he's having his main character moment. I would understand it if I was him. I do not understand it in my body at all. So <laughs> my award goes to the most vomit I have ever seen in a movie, and I will give that to both the Taylor Johnsons, Aaron and Sam. Because that was the most vomiting and vomit. Do you think they have a vomit thing in the bedroom? You know, I, I'm not gonna make assumptions. (laughs) I'm just not gonna make assumptions. Period. Freddie Prince Jr. has a diaper fetish. Oh no, I don't need to know that. Hmm. He does. He does. Well. Well. Also, somebody who also has a diaper fetish is somebody I saw at an open mic last week. We talked about it. Um, oh, what taboo. does that even mean? Like you wear diapers, 
Yeah. And well, you think it's hot? Freddie Prinze Jr. is apparently into having his diaper, like, changed. <gasps> and how this, do, how do, does, does he not make the people who change his mind NDA? He better... T- well, it's his wife. <gasps> Wait, so she's she married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. And no. Yes. How do people know about it? Uh, Sarah I, talked about it? I don't know. It's been, well, it's been rumored on, like, she? gay guy forums since, gay like, 2003. <laughs> Why gay guy forums? I don't know. It was mentioned on a gay guy forum, and then uh, <laughs> and gay guy forum, and then this Tumblr blog I follow posted about it last okay. year, and I haven't been able You're to get it out of my right mind now, since. I know. Yeah, this this feels weird. Like um, this feels like F slur. This yeah. feels almost as homophobic as James Fry. Um. So, does anyone have anything to plug? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's an actually good book about addiction that I read the start of COVID called The Gilded Razor. Nice. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's good. Nice. It's, about a, it's by a gay guy. Cool. Cool. <laughs> well, I'll Is it Augustine Burroughs? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, his name's Sam Lansky. Okay. Cool. Cool. As we all know, before this, there was only one gay guy who was an addict and wrote a book. So... Who was it? Uh, Augustine Burroughs. Right, 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 right. And that book's real. Yeah. And it was a movie. Yeah. With, uh... With Annette Bening. And a lot of people. All right. Well, I will say I did read Quit Like a Woman. I think if someone <gasps> is trying to... From, and just like that? It's not from... It's a book <laughs> first, and then they put, they put it in and just like that, and she did not read it. Um, she just flushed her stuff down the sink. She didn't need it. She was like, I've got this. Like, um, She's like, I'm Pan. <laughs> she's like, I'm leaving my husband, and Friend I'm quitting Andy. without any lit. Forzada Ramirez. Um, but yeah, I thought, like, if someone is trying to quit, if they're listening to this because they're like, is A Million Little Pieces good for addicts, this mm. is another option for them. Yeah. Oh, there's another book that's good. It's called, um, I don't know. Oh. I thought it would come to me as I spoke, but it didn't. Yeah, I mean, Stan, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> that, no. Uh, what? I, I, I don't have any addiction things to plug. Oh, you're not addicted? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I did I did decide to take a month-long tea break from weed, literally while I was high, watching Cynthia Nixon quit drinking on And Just Like That. Oh my that. god, it's such a mood. I know. That was all of us. I also thought it was so funny on And Just Like That that all of her friends were constantly drinking and yet she yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. have the problem. Well, she did have those little Kaylee Coco bottles, though. Yeah. Oh, in, that's true. In her backpack. Oh, but yeah. But those were kind of a vibe. Well, that's the thing. that is a red it's flag, though. I do feel like we are in the age of alcoholism being a vibe and a mood. And an actual and genuine... And it's representation. We all became problematic during COVID, presumably. I have no idea what I'm saying anymore. We also... We <laughs> Hello, <drank>. mother. <laughs> also, also, Jake and I drank before this. Um, what are you talking oh. about? Okay, good night. Hail payment. Hail payment. 